Chloe. I'm Daniel. Hi, Daniel. And my name is Shabazz. How are you? Shabazz, I'm good. I'm good. Finally, we have like our first warm day here in oh my God, Hamilton, Ontario. So it's nice. Oh. Yes. Yeah, we're we're yeah. in the GTA ourselves as well. So it's like beautiful oh, nice. today. It is beautiful today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll I was take basking it. in it. I was like, Ugh, <laughs> I don't want to go inside when I got to. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe, how's your day going so far other than the beautiful weather that we are having now? so good i went for a run and felt really good about that and then i had like a eyelash appointment i was like oh. so excited about it. and then, then i got what there and they're like of course as one does <laughs> and then i got there and they're like you didn't book an appointment with us i was like oh okay oh. i booked it for like the following year oh <laughs> somehow <laughs> i was like good okay it's fine that's that's how this day is we are clearly in an alternate dimension it's fine I'm here for it. But you're set for next year, though, which is great. You don't have to worry. Exactly. I am set for April. What day is it? April 11th, 2024. The last normally book that far out. Is that a thing? Like, how far do you typically book? Apparently, one year if your name's Chloe. (laughs) (laughs) How we're functioning today. I love it. I love it. Chloe, thank you again for sharing your time with us today. We know that you've been, uh, you're part of a lot. You're doing a lot. You have a lot coming up. And uh, I just want to, we had to first talk about your short film title, which moved both of us so much while watching it. Oh, wow. Physically as well. (laughs) We wanted to to move physically after your incredible choreography in that. Um, But I just got to ask, like going from actually being on the front lines, especially during COVID, Mm -hmm. working as a nurse, Mm -hmm. and then to going into making a film that really encapsulates a lot of the internal feelings that you felt while working as a nurse. Where was Mm -hmm. your mind space while while making the short film? Well, I so it's interesting. I I yeah was pretty in the barracks of it all uh like redeployed to emerge um haven't worked there in a really long time but the unit that i usually work on got shut down to just free up beds free up staff so they sent me back down to emerge which yeah it was like an existential experience basically um and deeply depressed just like everybody else during the pandemic nothing new there um and then i got the audition for from and literally laughed and i was like i don't think there's no way like series regular American show series regular shooting Canada. I've played done this dance before. They're not going to hire me. They're not going to hire Canadian actors. And then they did. They hired (laughs) mostly Canadian actors and it was incredible. So I got plucked out from one hellhole into basically Disneyland of like a film set, but the show itself is a hellhole. So it was a really (laughs) interesting experience. Um, And it was amazing to be able to, yeah, essentially get chosen to do that. Um, but I brought my nursing scrubs with me because I was like, I think I'm going to make something while I'm here. I don't know yet. There turned out to be a lot of downtime while shooting season one of From because there's just such a big ensemble cast. There's a lot of storylines going on. So you'd shoot for like two weeks straight and then you'd have almost a month off. Um, so that lent itself to creating something, I think. And I think when I was nursing, I I made these weird little dance videos when I'd come home from shift as a way to just, I don't know, figure out what the hell was going on. I I, I didn't have a lot of words. Uh, My girlfriend at the time, uh, I didn't know how to communicate with her either. I was just simply like I had evaporated, but movement and dance had always been such a safe 
space for me. And I started to revisit those parts of who I, who I was um, while nursing. Um, so it kind of started that way. The idea got planted in my head and then fast forward to shooting from and a very good friend of mine had an amazing camera. He, he was like, let's just make something. You clearly, this, this story lives in you. You've been talking about it. You've been fleshing it out. You're a mover. Let's just go. So that's how we made it. I got a really good friend of mine, Neve Wilson, who's an incredible actor and also a dancer to co-direct with me. And we just basically followed our instincts, all three of us. It was a skeleton crew, me, Charlie on the camera, Neve co-directing, and then uh, one of my co-stars, uh, Avery Conrad, learned how to focus pull, <laughs> who's on nice. from. And uh, she was amazing. And we just rolled with it. I like went on Instagram and I was like, does anyone in Halifax own a convenience store? And like, sure enough, like someone lent us a convenience store for, for a couple hours for that, wow. for that one shot. And it was just a really, it was the first time I've ever made anything that was mine. And it was a really joyful way to navigate and externalize and make sense of a lot of trauma right. um so yeah it was pure joy to be able to to do that and to to shape all of that energy into something that i could put out into the world and to share so if that answers your question no it does it really does it's, it's a lot but no but that that answers yeah. everything it really does yeah your your yeah. performance in it is it, it it feels so true to life like when when dan and i were watching it we were just like you know we're not seeing an actor there we're seeing somebody that is literally putting their whole heart and soul into this and it like we said it moved us completely and and it was it was your dancing because it felt so it felt at moments chaotic but at the same time it felt like you're still trying to tell a message you were trying to get your frustration your aggression out and that was really really beautiful thank you yeah i think there's such power in in nonverbal communication and in movement and there's something so universal about it you don't necessarily have to be speaking the same language to understand someone's movement or someone's impulses and to be moved by it so uh yeah i kind of i really it got me thinking about how to make films that way moving forward just with very little dialogue because i think it's quite compelling and universal um and what is not said right yeah, and that's um, a, that's so a beautiful yeah. part about it because a anyone can watch this. Like there is there is no language barrier. Anyone can kind of watch this and evoke some sort of emotion. I think that is the toughest thing that people have nowadays. Like your your medium that you just created, you can put it on in a different country and someone will still get something out of it. Yeah, th uh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, it's gone on a little festival journey, and what's been great is like I haven't had to put subtitles or anything. It's just, <laughs> it just takes Maybe some, takes the workload off of me. It'd just, be fun to have subtitles under your dancing. Yeah, under my dancing. Yeah, just in case people, it, it's not reading for people. Yeah, it's, it's a description of what's going on in front of them for sure. Um, and when it comes to the choreography of it, like, how much time did you guys spend on like? actually creating it in that moment or was it just like this Ooh. is something that i've been doing it's so funny because anything that we choreographed got cut oh so it really oh it was all on the day yeah yeah it, that which was really interesting too like neve and i spent some time in a studio there's a whole graveyard sequence that we completely removed that was choreographed and specific i was very inspired by tom york's anima um visual album i don't know if you've mm. seen it just the movements are so pedestrian and interesting and accessible in a way like you don't have to be a dancer to understand what he's what, what those movements are and i was inspired by that and then we cut it because i was like this it doesn't have a place this is all this is an instincts film this film has been based on instincts it's been written on instincts i think it's just this lives in us let's just roll mm -hmm. yeah 
So we did. And then we got an incredible editor to help us quilt it together. <laughs> Absolutely. No, yeah. but it does. It, it looks beautiful, though, because I think there's such a fluidity to it. And I think if there was something yeah. more, I guess, uh, lack of a better words, like thought out to it in terms of mm -hmm. just not rolling with like the I think like the inner emotion, I think it would have maybe given off a different message. Right. Where this feels very cathartic. It, right. Yeah. It feels just very in the moment, which I think you guys convey so yeah. beautifully throughout it. Yeah. Very Thank genuine. you. And it's messy and it's, it, it, it is what it is. It's been interesting to watch it like on a big screen at festivals and just sit there and be like, Oh, there's so many things I would do differently now. Oh, of course That's it's learned. never done, but Art's no, never done. it's never, it's never done, but it's a timestamp of like who I was at that time, the things I was trying to convey and it's a journey. <laughs> It really is. Yeah. Have you yeah. given thought to something that you'd want to work on next? I know you're busy with From, but also what about what comes next for you? Is there another story or maybe something going on at the back of your mind of uh, your next short film or your next yeah, full length film? Totally. I, I definitely caught the filmmaking bug by making this. I think, um, I think a lot of times we get in our own way thinking it's not possible and thinking that we need like huge crews and all this stuff and all this money. And I think you, you just need some, some, some talented folks who, and a really good idea and some faith and you just roll with it. Mm -hmm. Um, which is leads me to the next little film I made with one of my castmates, Scott McCord, who plays Victor on from, uh, he came to me at the beginning of shooting season two after watching title and just, he really appreciated the process of just like letting go and letting the story reveal itself to you versus deciding what it is yet. And he, he had some things that he wanted to explore and work on. So uh, we shot an entire improvised film about a, uh, a father meeting his biological child for the first time after 21 years of estrangement. It's just something he wanted to, a character that he wanted to explore. So uh, we shot them both in their own spaces. Um, uh, the other actor I hired was actually me, Wilson, my co-director from Title, And uh, just kind of got to know them and the things that they wanted to explore. And we just documented all of it. We kind of took, yeah, basically like a documentary approach. And it was just so cool to see how these two people and actors who have never met in their entire life had like overlapping like idiosyncrasies and like ticks and stuff like that. And I was just like, man, if I had written this, like I wouldn't have never been able to write this. It's just telling me what it is right now. And then we shot their meeting um, on two cameras. So it was all happening live. Um, and even though they're both brilliant actors, I could be like reset, let's go. That wasn't the point of it. I just wanted it to be super organic. And uh, that's the only time that there's any dialogue in the film is their meeting and the rest it's again similar approach to title of just like really focusing on like the little slices of life and the nuance that makes someone who they are without speaking and kind of where your loneliness sits and all of that so it's just so interesting and um like gratifying to watch that get unraveled without writing anything down i guess yeah mm -hmm. so that's something that we're working on right now I love that. Um, yeah. And then I was uh, recently, my, my family's from, Bel my father's from Belgium. So I recently took a trip there. I've been a few times, but when I was younger and there's something about, I'm like, I'm turning 30 on Friday and there's something about 30 and all that hubba jabba. Things just start to sit differently. And, yeah, of course. Um, I just turned 30 from, last week. So I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't really had any like qualms about it. Like, I I feel pretty good, but there's just something a little more like existential or energy that comes in that you start to feel. And I don't know, I was just walking in the village that my family's from, and I just got super curious about where they came from in a way, in a really deep way that I haven't before. And just started asking questions to my family there, and um, I found out I knew that my father and my grandfather um sorry my grandfather and my great-grandfather uh they were carpenters uh of the village um but i didn't know that when you are the village carpenter you're also in charge of building the village coffins when someone dies oh wow. there's no funeral homes um that exist uh in those small villages so you are in charge and they are literally like made to measure like my grandfather my great-grandfather would go in to the the home of the deceased and like measure the body and then go make the coffin and my great-grandmother would hop on the train and get the special hardware that you needed and the coffins at the time were like the ones from like dracula like they're not like the ornate ones now they're like they they have that like diamond shape so the shoulders would fit and anyway so there's just like so many interesting stories that came out of that and i'm just like this is the most cinematic thing ever to just yeah yeah try to watch these two people navigate how to put these bot like enter these strangers not strangers because it's village life everybody knows each other but like be in charge of this wild moment and yeah at the end of life and a really pivotal moment for a lot of families and there's just like endless and the story there so i'm that's what's in my that's living right free in my brain right now in terms of uh wanting to create something uh out of 1950s village life in belgium being the village carpenter so i love that but those are those are the most <laughs> i think unique stories right and the most interesting ones are the ones that are personal yeah they're personal and you you stumble upon them and you're like how is this how is this not yeah. been told already mm-hmm. right how is this not a, a story that is well known already mm-hmm and I think that's what I think sometimes as like creators, we get or artists, we get in our head thinking we have to be so creative and innovative. But I'm like, no, the best, like you just said, the best stuff lives in you or in or where you came from. And it's just about getting curious about what that is and what that means for you and how you want to tell those stories. I think it's such a an honor to be like a third or fourth generation in the family and have the capacity to, to share those those stories because they deserve to be told absolutely have you have you been finding the the festival route for titles so far (laughs) it's been super yeah interesting and fun again my first uh my first kind of run at a festival and the process because i also produced title as well like i was also in charge of the submissions and all that stuff and it's a whole game like yeah. And I couldn't believe how expensive too it is yeah. to submit a film. I'm like, it's nine minutes. Why is it costing $90? <laughs> this is great. Times that by like 50, you're like, ah, yeah, there goes yeah. From my phone salary. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, it's been really special to be able to kind of take it ar- around and watch it with an audience, a bunch of strangers too. I was just in Manchester with it. Um, got to spend a week there and met some like really great UK filmmakers and um, it was the first time I was seeing it by myself without anyone from my team so that was super vulnerable yeah 
And I'm a, usually like a quite extroverted, outgoing human. I like to connect with people. And I just found myself reverting to like some like Chloe from like high school who like didn't quite <laughs> know her place in, in this world. Um, because yeah, it's a super personal story. I'm also in it. Um, so there's nothing that you can't hide or run. Right. <laughs> you gotta face it. So that was uh, an interesting thing that kind of came up for me, taking it around. And but yeah, overall, super, super rewarding for sure. That's amazing uh, and humbling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Watching yeah. with the crowd must be just like unreal. Like, and especially when you're going to all these different places, almost everywhere, you're probably getting a different reaction too. Yeah, and I mean, there is. Um, I find the festivals where I get to spend a little more time at getting to know the people who are there. I find the, sh the short resonates a lot stronger with them because they know the story behind it. They know that I'm an actual nurse. Like I live this life. Um, or else you wouldn't quite know that it's not really written anywhere in the film. So I find that when people understand the context behind it, there's, it lands a little harder. <laughs> mm, definitely. Now I know you guys have, you're, you're working on something that's launching or it may have, you may be in the worst right now with collective hearts. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more what that's entailing, what that's going to look like for you and why it means so yeah, much to you? Of course. Uh, so when I started my nursing career in 2016, um, my preceptor in Emerge, her name was Rena. She's an incredible nurse and she's also a visual artist. And her and I would just always talk and riff about arts and creating and how like art is such a safe space for getting all your shit out and figuring out where that lands and where it sits and all that stuff. And, uh, anyway, I left emerge for quite a bit, but we always stayed in touch. And then, yeah, obviously the pandemic hits and I came home from season one and really wanted to stay connected to who I was as a nurse, but didn't quite know how, like I went back to the hospital for a bit. That was a total disaster. Like, it's a totally different type of stamina that you need to work there. And I just didn't have it anymore um, at all. So I was like, okay, that's a terrible idea, but how do I stay in, how do I stay grounded to these parts of who I am? And Rena and I reconnected and we came up with this idea for of called collective hearts, um, which is uh, providing space uh, for healthcare workers who are also artists. Wow. So last year we put a big call out to all the hospitals in the GTA looking for uh, healthcare workers who also have some sort of art that they want to share, whether it's, it's visual or movement based or film or music, whatever you want, we'll, 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 hold, we'll make space for it. And like the, the response was overwhelming. And me and Rena looked at each other. We're like, we're like, well, we're not unique. There's clearly a lot of other <laughs> people who are artists. Everyone's an artist. So it was amazing. So we held this event last year at the Great Hall in Toronto and we had like over 45 healthcare workers who were also artists and it was just a night full of joy, especially coming out of the pandemic um, to see that level of joy on healthcare workers face for like the first time was amazing. Yeah. And the reception was incredible and they were just so happy to feel mm. seen and to feel heard because they haven't been. Um, so to be able to facilitate a space where people can come and share their art and inspire and inspire others um, was amazing. So we decided to throw another one 
this May, uh, this coming May 25th at the Drake Hotel. Uh, we have, uh, yeah, about 30 or 40 artists again, um, who wow. specialize in a variety of, of different things. And it's uh, going to be a super exciting night. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause like, cause you think, cause I, so I've had so many friends who go into the health field who I would either be in bands with in high school or in different like yeah. projects and stuff that are artists. And, you know, sometimes as you know, like you'll have to choose when you go to school or when you're in the healthcare field that it's like, you know science or art you have to kind of go down your choose your path right and mm -hmm. i love that you guys are creating a space for uh because that just never goes away right that part of you always stays within you so it's, yeah. it's nice to be able to nurture that and still bring it to life and bring that joy and bring that expression to their, mm -hmm. to, to their lives as well right and i think healthcare workers have such a unique perspective on what it means to be a human being as mm -hmm. well um and i think so much of art is reflected in your own experiences so I think like, yeah, nurturing and, and supporting healthcare workers who have something to share is so important, maybe now more than ever, um, because our government is doing a pretty unfortunate job at it. Mm -hmm. um, but art has such uh, a capacity to, to heal and to generate important conversations. And, and by providing a platform for, for healthcare workers to feel seen and to feel safe sharing their, their art, uh, I think, yeah, it's pretty integral to healing um, what the damage that has been done to the profession. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, before we wrap up, we, we wanted yeah. to see how, you know, unless you're sworn to secrecy, how much can you tell us about uh, season two of From? Oh, God. Depends on when you're airing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's live right now. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, this will this will air with uh, the first episode, which is going to be on the 23rd. Uh, yes, I believe. Yeah. Yes. So whatever you could tell us from that, I guess, maybe what to expect, like, what to look for. Yeah, this season's like this season's psychotic. Um, it's got such a pace to it. That is that is wild. Uh, I think season one really anchored us in the world of, of Fromtown and the the day-to-day -day, uh, survival of, of these individuals in the town and season two just like ramps it up. You really get to know uh, a lot of the, the series regulars in a way that you weren't able to in season one. Um, and everybody's really, really very much pushed to their to their limits and just when you think it's they're at their max something else comes in and it's it's just wild to watch all these characters navigate this insane world that they're in uh -huh. um so yeah i'm excited i it's interesting i'm like i kind of black out when i shoot so it's become very focused on my storyline so there's so many other storylines that i don't really know a lot about and i can't wait to see how it all gets gets put together and also what whatever i did i don't i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna be just as surprised as i am so absolutely <laughs> but yeah christy's christy's definitely uh <laughs> she's in the throes of it this season that's for sure if there's any if anyone caught what happened in the in the trailer you oh, can boy. best believe it's true <laughs> oh, boy. okay okay well no yeah. we're excited to see where things go and and chloe i just want to say yeah. thank you so much again for your time we cannot wait to see what you get to work on next and we really hope we get to talk to you again because yeah. this is really lovely you're such a lovely person yeah, to talk this, to. Is, 
This is super lovely. Yeah, let's uh, circle back at the well, end of the season. What we'll do is we'll, <laughs> we'll book the eyelash appointment with you next year. And there we go. Oh, we'll meet there. You know what? You're absolutely on something. Yes, yeah. we can take our call. We can take our call from the eyelash. Let's stream. move this to the eyelash clinic. Yeah. Yes, you know, people do like yeah. eat hot, like hot wings during yes. interviews. We'll do like we'll eyelash eyelashes. One hundred percent. I think we. I think we've just discovered the number one new podcast in Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you both so much. This was really nice. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. We'll see you later.